Hello, hello. Welcome back to Que Cres. Que que? Que Cres. What? Well, we have a special guest. A long-time listener. Yeah. And our first-time guest. Our first guest. Well, you know what? Our first official guest, because Derek bombarded the other one. Nobody yeah. invited, but we appreciated his input, so I can't bag too hard. <laughs> but uh, so, our first invited uh, guest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cindy. Wee, wee. Wee. Hi everyone. Yeah, really, really. Keep it going. For you for you guys that don't know, Cindy is Karina's sister in law. What up, sister and cousin? And she's our special guest today because of a topic. What? Wait, you forgot to um, say the most important bond we have. BGC certified, Bad Girls Club certification. Only you know can't, that. <laughs> we can't just brush over that. We that was like 17 mm-hmm. seasons of that. Don't worry, BGC, I got you. Thanks. thanks. Yeah. I wear my bag <laughs> well. <laughs> That's all you. I wasn't going to introduce that. <laughs> um, I don't know why you wouldn't. I'm like, the boss. <laughs> anyway. Um, we have discussed, we wanted to discuss a sensitive topic. Um, so this is a little disclaimer. If you are sensitive to uh, the discussions of loss, uh, children, miscarriages, And those sorts of things, this episode may not be for you. And And we understand. Um, October was Miscarriage Awareness Month. And we did plan on doing this in (laughs) October, but schedules didn't work out. Mm -hmm. So once again, if this is a sensitive topic for you and you don't want to hear it, we understand. Tune into the next episode. I mean, still listen. Give us the cred. Yeah, but I mean, they can just give us a like or send it to somebody that might need yeah, it. Yeah, you know? how about send it to somebody? But um, we have three different versions coming to you. Well, it's and... just because miscarriage isn't like in one box. Everybody yeah. goes through it differently. So, And that's what we're going to be discussing today. <clears throat> Gabby, take it away. So... Fun fact. Well, I guess not fun. Wow. One in every five women have a miscarriage in their life. And a lot of them don't know that they're having a miscarriage. If you look at those numbers, that's pretty scary. Um, And unfortunately, miscarriage is a very common thing. There's many stages of it. And um, it's all in how you take it some of them are really hard and some of them 
I mean, when you don't expect it, you know, or you may not even known it, it could have just looked like your period. Um, but that's what we're going to be discussing today. Different personal stories. Yeah, our personal experiences. Um, different scenarios, different outcomes. And if we get a little teary-eyed, please understand that some of these, some of these are, it's hard. And some people never get over it. And it's hard to move on. And we hope that by us discussing with you guys that it'll make, you know, if you guys can relate or it'll make it easier for you to understand somebody else because not until it happens to you do you really understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys want to say? It's definitely like a small sisterhood that you didn't know was there. For sure. Yeah. It's really taboo. Which yeah, is weird is. because of how often it occurs. Yeah. You don't realize, oh my gosh, I have friends, I have family members that have gone through it, and you don't, like, they just, I don't know. It, like, you don't realize that it has happened to them unless they post something on Instagram or they say a comment that only you, because you've gone through it, would know. Like um, reading between the lines. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think it's more, I'm glad that now it's become this whole thing of an awareness month. And, you know, it opens people's eyes because I know, like, our moms and stuff, they see it totally different. Like, they see it as, like, you're fragile kind of thing. Yeah. And it kind of sucks. (laughs) And so... I hope that with this, it'll help open eyes to people to educate them because it's not, you know, it doesn't mean that your body's weak. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, handle, you know, being a woman basically is what it, uh, what they try to make you feel sometimes is like your body doesn't work kind of thing. And it's not that. And there's many reasons why, People have miscarriages, like I said, um, and it's kind of hard to explain. But with my situation, it was really weird because I had just told Karina, you know, people have miscarriages and they don't even know it. And that next week I'm having one and I didn't even know it. So I. Well, what happened with you? So with me, um, I had already, I mean, the baby was what? She was nine months when this happened. Um, I already had the IUD six months at that point. And, you know, I started what I thought was my period. And then, you know, like, but my, you know, it's like everybody's different. But my period, you know, as it gets long, like as the days go it goes less and less, but this was just, it just kept going. It was consistently like I was heavy bleeding and then I was already like on day seven and my period never lasts that long. I was like, what the hell is going on? And what dawned in my head is what I had just told Karina about some girls don't even know. So like I was at work. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a pregnancy test. 
And so I do one and it lights up and I, it says positive that I'm pregnant. And I start freaking out because this is what happened to me with my third daughter is I just got my birth control. And then I take a pregnancy test because my period hadn't come. And I thought it was like just because I got a new birth control and then I'm pregnant. So I'm like, and now I have a whole device in there and I still get pregnant. So I'm like, fuck. So I tell Derek and he's like, he's like freaking out. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do labs and see if it's, if it's still, if the numbers are climbing. So basically what they do is they do these labs and it's called a, a qualitative. So qualitative meaning quality of life. So if, and they test your blood, if your um, HCG, which is the hormone that is detected in pregnancy, if the numbers are increasing every time, so they do a series of blood work, if the numbers increase, that means the quality of life is growing. So therefore the baby is growing. So I did blood tests and I did like a series of three or four and my numbers were going down. So I, I came to the conclusion that I was having a miscarriage. Um, it was kind of sad, even though I totally was blindsided by it. You know, it was kind of sad because I was, I, you know, I just had a baby nine months before that. And I'm, I wasn't opposed to, you know, it was, I was like already freaking out. I was like, fuck, I got to prepare for another baby. Like I already had that in my head. Um, I never thought I would experience a miscarriage. I thought I was having one with Natalie because I had the same thing. I was bleeding, but then I just took a pregnancy, te pregnancy test and it was negative when I had just tested positive like a month or two prior. So I came to the conclusion it's negative. So I, I had a miscarriage and then I started having symptoms and then I took a pregnancy test and I it was pregnant. It was positive. So they told me I never had a miscarriage. It's just my levels of my HCG were low at that time. So therefore it didn't detect it. So this was my first time having a miscarriage and I it was like well what do I do do I have to go and get a procedure or what do I do but for the most part mine just came like a period um so you never was, found out to see how far along you were no oh. I didn't I don't even think I made it to the two month mark to be honest <laughs> I think it was just so early that it just didn't take did you see like this can be a little TMI, but did you see like excessive clots that made you kind of think, hey, this is a bit more heavier in my period, or was it just a lot of blood? It was just more blood than my typical period would be. And it never like it wasn't tapering out. It wasn't lining up like how it usually does. It just kept going. And that's why I was like, mm. and then I remember what I told you. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna check just in case. And I checked and I told my coworker, I was like, what do you see right there? She's like, positive. I was like, fuck. So then I was just thinking like, I got to, if I, if my numbers are going up, if, if this baby's going to stay, I got to hurry up and take this IUD out because I'm going to have another baby. But it didn't happen. And for a little bit, I was just kind of like, damn, like that kind of sucks. Like, 
like at some point I was, you know, when I have considered having another baby and I was like, if, you know, it's God's will that I have them this soon, then okay. But, um, it did, it did make me sad a little bit. Um, yeah. you know, but I don't think that it hit me as hard as what other people, I think it would hit me harder if I found out I was pregnant and then I lost the baby then it would have hit me harder but my thing mine was a little bit easier mine was like it was a kind of a period situation not to dumb it down like oh it was nothing kind of thing because you know like everybody's is different still suffered a loss yeah yeah I know what you're saying I know you're not dumbing it down but it's yeah so I don't know it made me sad but that was my Mm -hmm. story (laughs) I mean, that's a sad story. <laughs> For me, I was, I mean, Jose and I were trying to get pregnant because we were like, ah, we've already been married for like a year and a half, maybe two. And then, um, so we were just trying and then I got pregnant almost right away. And I was like, damn, I'm fertile, mother-loving myrtle, right? So I'm thinking <laughs> I'm coasty. I was feeling fine. And then, um, I went to the doctor. The doctor's like, yeah, you're pregnant. I cried. I'm not even going to sit here and be like, oh, there are tears of joy. Because I was scared. These are scared tears. But I was excited <laughs> still. And then um, I was like, I'm like, all right, well, how far along am I? And then they're like, oh, you're six weeks. You know, we need to do like a, what's it called? A ultrasound. But it needs to go inside, not over the belly because the baby isn't that big yeah so vaginal ultrasound yeah so I went and then um the girl freaking I hate when they're like we can't see nothing it's the doctor blah 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 and I was like okay well she goes in me or whatever and then um she's taking her pictures and she has like a straight face and I'm trying to read her but you know whatever And then she's like, oh, you want to see the heartbeat? And I was like, yeah, you know what? Can we get my husband in here? So Jose goes in there. He sees, like, the litter fluttering. And then they told me the number of the heart rate, which is 166. And I will never forget that number. And then um, so everything was fine and dandy as far as I knew, right? Two weeks later was my doctor's appointment. And they have me constantly checking, like, uh, to see if I'm bleeding or to see like the levels the things that you were talking about Mm -hmm. and so everything was fine and I was like hey you know I'm spotting but nothing too crazy and they're like okay we'll just don't walk that much or don't do that much walking so I was literally wheeling around my butt at work like I was the laziest person you could think of. I was like, nope, I don't care. Fire me. Let me go. I was not going to walk. And so I didn't walk. And then um, I was bleeding a little heavier. And I'm like, you know what? If you're not filling up your pad within an hour, because I kept calling them, they're like, you're fine. And I was like, okay, I'm not filling up a whole pad within an hour. It takes me about four or five hours to fill up a pad like I think I'm fine it wasn't until my boss told me like hey because I told her I was like hey I think I'm gonna go to the doctor's after work you know because I don't really feel like myself 
and I'm bleeding a bit more. At this point, I started filling up my pad within two to three hours. So I was still like, I'm not within the hour, but let me go check. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then I call the doctor and they're like, you need to go to the emergency room. And then I was like, why? Like, I'm not filling it up within the hour. What are you talking about? And then um, they're like, you need to go into the emergency room. I have no idea how this all played out, but I called Cindy because Cindy lives 15 minutes, five minutes away from the job that I had, 15 minutes away from the house. She, by chance, had no kids, no husband. They were all taken care of. And I called her and I was just bawling, asking if she could take me to the doctor's. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Take your time. Um, I just remember telling her, I want to know what's going on. Like, what, what is going on with me? Like, is the baby okay? Like, am I bleeding? Like, am I losing the baby? What's going on? And I mean, thank God she was able to take me and thank God she was there because I could not drive. So I gave her my car keys. Her and her husband took care of everything for me. And then um, Jose got out of work and then um, met me at the doctor's and then uh, they're like, yeah, I think you are having a miscarriage. Again, by this time, I went down to maybe two hours of filling up the pad. So I still wasn't in the hour, but I was like, I'm not within the hour. Like, what are you guys talking about? And then they did the vaginal thing, and it went, like, there was no heartbeat. There was no fluttering. There was nothing. And then, um, obviously, I was heartbroken. So I told my boss, I'm not going into work tomorrow she completely understood or I told her I wasn't going in for the next week and then um she completely understood and everything and that night I was just sad and then my stomach just started feeling this is gonna sound graphic but I felt like I had to take the biggest dump of my life yeah and my stomach was rumbling and I was like I don't need to go to the restroom like what is this talk like what and I just got up and as soon as I pulled my pants down just a gush of blood came out and those clear balls you know like those clear uh, bouncy balls that kids have that like have like another little ball inside that light up yeah yeah um so it came out the sack that's what came out of me and it mm -hmm. fell on my pants and I just looked at this little red thing inside a clear ball and I was like just touching it like is this my baby and then um Jose was freaking out and I wasn't even mentally I wasn't even here physically yeah. I knew I was there obviously but like emotionally and whatever I just I wasn't there 
And I was just looking at this bar and I was like, you know, shower, we're going to the hospital. We're going to, to the hospital. And I was like, um, the ball thing, it fell or I put it in the toilet. I don't even know. And I was like, flush the toilet. I was like, I'm not flushing down my baby. I don't care if that thing stays there for the rest of the time I'm in this house. I'm not flushing it down. And then Jose was like, okay. Jose had to do it, to be honest with you, because there was no way I was going to do it. And I just wasn't stopping. Like, I wasn't. I was constantly bleeding. I wasn't stopping on the bleeding. Um, So much so that I bled through every PJ I had, every pad that I had, any and everything every. I bled through, like, I think I want to say three or four towels of just my blood. And then... um, Did you have any, like, stomach pains, any... After that, no. Just the bleeding? Yeah. After the gush of blood, no. Okay. Um, So Jose raced to the hospital, and then that's when they confirmed, and then they were like, we need to do... uh, I, I mean, I was there forever, but they, yes. yes, thank you. They said that we need to do a DNC to make sure that there's no um, more tissues stuck inside. Because if you do get pregnant again, then it's going to be bad for the baby. So what happened with this, with that pregnancy was the baby was attached to the wall and there was a blood sack in between the sac and the and the wall and sometimes the body just absorbs the sac and you're able to have a normal pregnancy other times you know the blood sac gets bigger and bigger and then it just your body is made to make sure you stay alive at any and all cost so my body recognized the pregnancy as a danger so it it just it just uh it took it out and so um they're like oh well you could get pregnant like in two weeks I'm like I don't <laughs> I haven't even like processes <laughs> you want me to to get pregnant in two weeks like that's like it was just insane to me that they were just like you could do it right away and it's like no I I need time and yeah. so I mean that's what happened with me where I just I wasn't fully there but I was there and I like for the DNC <laughs> it's their job to think about it physically but emotionally you weren't ready yeah for sure yeah, yeah I mean they just see it from a, a medical point yeah because some people do want to get pregnant right away mm-hmm. you know so I mean they they have to kind of cover all their bases but I didn't know that part that that the sack fell out and stuff. Did you ask them? Could that have been your baby? Yeah, they said it was. Because there was mm-hmm. nothing inside. Uh, when they, So the first time they did a vaginal thing after Cindy dropped me off. Um, mm-hmm. And this was September 23rd when they told me. When Cindy dropped me off, um, there was no heartbeat. But I still had a sack. And then the night of the 23rd was when the sack came out. And the 24th was when they did the DNC. And that's when they went back in me and they said that there was no sack. It was, there was, it was such a quick procedure that by the time 
Jose has said goodbye. The doctor was coming out and saying, like, okay, we're done. Her miscarriage, I believe, lasted, like, three days. That's until, crazy. Until Possibly. she finally went back to the hospital after she lost the baby in her house. Yeah. And that's when they did the DNC. <laughs> that's a lot of bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. Something. They were surprised, surprised they didn't, didn't need like, blood transfusion. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what they that's were saying, good. though. Like, we're shocked that your blood levels are still good. That's crazy. Yeah, because I wasn't feeling lightheaded. I wasn't feeling anything. I was fine. I was just in shock. <clears throat> yeah. So what what is the procedure had, consistent? Um, Sorry, Cindy. My question was, what does the the DNC consist of? Like, what is the... So they put you under, and then they go in there, and they scrape out the remainder of the baby of the sack and whatever of the pregnancy. They clean out the inside of your uterus to -hmm. make sure that your uterus is okay if it wants to get pregnant again Mm. or in case it gets pregnant again. Is it painful? No, because you're asleep. But after? Um, this is going to sound rude or aggressive, but it's for me, it felt like I got raped. What? Mm-hmm. It was just raw. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, thank God I've never been raped, but it was. it felt like it was raw and aggressive. Like, I don't know how. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, Cindy, whenever you're ready. I've had uh, two miscarriages. I am one in 100. That's two miscarriages back to back. After I had Nevea, we tried... We knew we wanted them pretty close to age. So we were trying after we tried when she was about one and a half. We were trying and I got pregnant and I found that at six weeks and then at eight weeks, we went back to the ultrasound to get the eight week checkup. And then they said that it was just. I, you, you know, the vibes when you get in there, how they're talking Yeah. and they kind of gave me this vibe and I looked at Luis and I'm like, all right, you know, you try to talk to them. They don't want to talk. It's like, you know, something's going on. And they were just like, well, it's just a yoke. And I'm like, what What the fuck? Yeah. And I'm like eight weeks. Like, obviously, you know, after your first pregnancy, you kind of know a little bit. I'm not a doctor, but I was like, nah, eight weeks. It shouldn't just be that, you know? And I'm just like, what do you mean? Just like two weeks ago I had a little baby like we saw it you know Mm -hmm. and they're just like you know what you might be uh not as late in the pregnancy as you think you are and I was just like oh okay but just by the vibe of it I was like "Mm, I think they kind of just said like yeah we're gonna let this naturally happen obviously so they're like we're gonna schedule you in another week to come back and I was like okay tell me why the next day that night I was sleeping and I just felt like the worst cramps like in my life. And I was like, like you had to poop. Yeah. Like I was just like, dude, something like I got to go 
like okay i was just, i'm gonna tell you how like i was to talk to you guys without being on a podcast i was just like dude i gotta go take a shit like i wake up in the middle of night <laughs> run to the bathroom and I'm yeah. like, oh. and then I'm like, and I wipe myself and I'm like, what? I see a bunch of blood, bright red blood. And I'm like, fuck, this isn't good. And then I put a pad on and I was like, put the pad on. I'm standing, you know, in the bathroom still because I'm like still processing it. Like I shouldn't be bleeding. I'm pregnant. And then as I'm standing there, I fill my whole pad up within a minute. Oh wow. oh wow and this is like my night one so my night one you know those are heavy duty yeah mm-hmm. i put another one on and i'm like again i'm like it's like i feel myself shaking and i'm like fuck like it's this is happening it's happening to me and i like woke up and i told Luis, like i woke him up gently and he was like what's wrong i'm like babe i think i'm having miscarriage and he wakes up and he was like what i was like i'm bleeding like a lot and then i'm on my third pad and as I'm talking to him, I feel that I overflow the pad and I feel it dripping down my legs. So I go oh, running to the bathroom, you know, to like, I grab a towel and I literally put it between my legs. Like if it was a diaper, mm-hmm. I'm like, we got to go to the hospital. He grabs Nevea and we go to the car and I'm sitting in the car and like one of the quietest rides of our life. Yeah. going to the hospital and you're I know I check in and I'm telling them what's happening to me and they tell me to take a seat outside so I'm sitting waiting in the waiting room about 20 minutes go by and I feel the my towel like my towel is dirty and I purposely got up and I showed them my towel and I left it on the counter for them to pick up and I was like, I'm bleeding. <laughs> I was well, like, shit, yeah, because they yeah. think it's a joke. And I was like, I'm literally bleeding. And they grab a wheelchair. They put me like on those doggy pads. Mm-hmm. And they put me inside where obviously no one could see me, but I wasn't checked in a room yet. And I mm-hmm. wish I knew, like I, like I knew now for the second miscarriage, when after my first miscarriage, they told me to go to labor and delivery. I shouldn't have gone to the urgent, to emergency room. Which I wish one of them would have told me. It matters yeah. because I went to the labor and delivery right. and they're like, oh, how big is this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. good to know because Kaiser, I mean, everybody, Kaiser, you go to labor and delivery, it doesn't matter how far you are. Are you pregnant? You go to labor and delivery because they will take care of you. Yeah, because I went to a regional hospital and those biatches did not. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, they don't care. So. At that time, that my mom and dad had picked up Nevea, and so me and Luis are just in the room, and I'm lying down and burning. You know, like that back pain you have when you're in labor, and you're just like, I gotta push. I I couldn't lay down. Like I was in so much, and I told no, like I'm literally like, and I'm feeling like I'm gonna go to labor right now. And I was there, mind you, for a few hours already. Dang. And this Filipino nurse, and he's like, "How are you feeling?" They gave me like an IV. They gave me. He starts giving me pain medicine because I told him, like, dude, I'm in a lot of fucking pain. Like, I'm not kidding. And I'm bleeding so much. And then they did blood work and everything. And they're just like, okay, um, we're going to need you to sit down. Like, levels are dropping. You're right on the border where, like, you shouldn't be standing and walking. You could pass out. You need you to lay down and stay calm. And I'm like, no, like, I need somebody to do something about this. And then as he was there, I got up because I was in so much pain. 
I told Luis, like, I was like, no, give me something. Give me something. And the, the nurse is like, what, what? Like, what's going on? I'm like, no. Like, and Luis puts, like, that thing where you, like, throw up in or people pee in those bins. And yeah. Luis, like, gives it to me and I it to my legs. And I just, like, push so hard that that thing filled with blood, the sack, everything was there. Like, pieces all over the floor, all over my leg, everywhere. That thing filled up with blood. And I literally mm-hmm. leaned on the wall about to pass out that they had to lay me on the bed I had to sign paperwork because I was about to get a blood transfusion like it was so bad dang that's crazy and how far long were you I was was eight eight weeks weeks, like going on nine weeks Mm. on that one and um told me like obviously I had a miscarriage and they said I'm sorry for your loss and stuff like that and then they wanted to give me a zytotech I believe that's what it's called for the cervix to close so it naturally pushes everything out mm-hmm. and i was okay and what is so that sorry what is that like a pill or it, yeah it was that? a pill shoved up there oh and i was like you know what go ahead and give it to me i didn't want to do a dnc due to like i've heard like scar tissue blah 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 like all that stuff i'm like let's just try the pill and see if my uterus naturally closes I went through so much pain with the cramps, forcing my uterus to close. Wow. And the nurse comes in and he's, and he's like, I'm not supposed to do this, but if you were my wife, I would tell you to still do the DNC because my wife has had two miscarriages. And just in case there's anything left in there, it could be the smallest piece. You could be going through so much pain and not know it and get the worst infection. And it can be something really bad for you later on in the in the future and I was just like he goes I'm just telling you I feel like you should still do the DNC to make sure you get cleaned up you guys are still young you guys can still have more kids I suggest you get the DNC as well I was just like all right I'm gonna go with what you said I went and I still got a DNC which I did still have um clots inside tissue whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. And then that was that first one. So how did you feel after the DNC? Oh, I felt like I was kicked in the stomach so many times. Oh, Dang. because of the pill that they put up there? Yeah, I just felt so mm. sore. My stomach was sore. I just felt like I was kicked so much. Like I was just, it was probably, it took me about a week to be able to laugh and like and stuff without it hurting my stomach yeah and then the second miscarriage I lost her at 19.5 19 weeks and five days actually 60 from considering um getting a death certificate I believe at 20 weeks at that time they said they get a death certificate but because I wasn't there at that that following day she doesn't she considers that she was never exist that's crazy to me uh-huh. very like i feel like if you already have a gender isn't it sad consider, yeah. yeah exactly i, I mean just like, wow. technically like at conception but if you already know what yeah i'm pretty sure you is, could feel her like move and stuff like yeah. come on so she was a girl her name ironically was going to be heaven due to Nevea being Nevea heaven spelled backwards 
That's cute. So me and Louise mm-hmm. just thought it was going to be cool, both of the girls being one name, just one backwards, the other one reverse type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, our um, 17 week or 16 week, you know how they do the full check, the whole body, the lungs, the head. Yeah. yeah. Everything. I believe is that 17 weeks? No, 18 weeks. 18 weeks. And they, the lady, like I just, oh, and at that time too, we we're trying to find out the gender. And the lady didn't talk to me. And I was like, she goes, she's not budging. She's not moving. I can't tell the gender, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. I have to take a few pictures and send it in I'm like all right whatever but there's just something about the way she was looking at the thing the picture she was taking of other parts you know and I was just like fuck and I told totally wait, wait one quick yes. question how yes. far in between so Nevaeh was about like a year and a half you had the first miscarriage what was the gap from the first miscarriage to heaven um, actually, I think that Nevaeh was the year, because now that I think about it, when Nevaeh turned her second birthday, mm-hmm. I was pregnant with Heaven. I was oh, already, okay. so I believe Nevaeh was only one. I, uh, But the reason why I remember her second birthday, because, uh, let me tell you. So when they told me about, when they told me that they needed me to come back in the next day, and I was like, fuck, something's wrong. You know, I told him, they don't do this. Something's wrong. And he was like, well, don't think that. Maybe they found out the gender and they want to see if you want to know and tell you in person. I'm like, all right, whatever. I go in and they tell me that my daughter has this and it's a 5% chance she will survive. And I was just like, okay. And they're just, what do you want to do about this? And they're like, do you want to have an abortion? And I was just like, uh, no, like you just told me <laughs> she's about to yeah. die let me process that mm-hmm. yeah um what is can you explain what her condition was like what does that mean yeah so we found out that it basically the best way to describe it, it's like they have tumors all over their body mm. so it, they had like also um she had cystic hydroma and then she had um something else with like air pockets okay so she when when so let me so when um that happened oh wow the february 22 when she had just turned two years old and i was just like fuck yeah i was i don't know how i did it now that i think back but i was like no it's still my daughter's birthday we're gonna take her out we're gonna go celebrate yeah that's tough, Cindy. You're pretty strong because I would have canceled everything. <laughs> She's very strong because nobody knew anything except for her and Lee. Yeah, and then um, but you gotta do what you gotta do for them kids. Yeah, for sure. And then once we found that out, I still celebrated that day. It was a Thursday, and obviously I cried. I called my mom. I cried like no other. Um, and then she was like, do you want me to cancel Nevaeh's birthday party? I can call everybody. And I was like, no, let's just let Nevaeh have her day. It, it is what it is. It's not going to change anything is what I told my mom. Yeah. So, 
that Saturday, everybody was like rubbing my stomach. Oh wow! Asking, asking, what was she? What did you find out? What you're having yet? And I was like, and I, you know, the more people you tell about your pregnancy, the more they're excited about it, right? Yeah. It's like telling them about gender is another connection with them. Yeah. I was like, now we still don't know yet. Like, I don't know yet. I just felt like if I, there was going to be more connection. I look back at pictures and I'm like smiling and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, um, couple days later it was a Wednesday I actually even went back to work it was funny I went back to work for like two more days because I was like what am I going to do at home and cry like I'm not going to sit at home and cry about it it's not going to change anything let's just take it day by day I had a doctor's appointment every other day and that Monday I had a doctor's appointment she still had a heartbeat I was okay I'm going to let this take its course they had told me that um, I could endanger my life by still having her because it's going to cause, you know, all these other issues, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Well, let's just take that risk. And they're just like, okay. And then Wednesday was the following day. I remember I got off work. I dropped off a coworker at his home and coming home. I just, I started seeing like the, the flickers and you know how that's like signs of preeclampsia. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, fuck, you know? And then I was like, like, I, f- I remember my legs were swollen already that day, too. And I just, you know, and I was like, I'm only, I'm about to be five months. I haven't, I'm not that big, you know, to be like this swollen. So I was like, fuck, like, now I'm having the signs, what they were telling me to pay attention to. So um... I remember just grabbing my stomach and I remember just talking to her, telling her, like, I can't choose. Like, I need you to choose for me. You know, and I told her, if you're ready, yeah. I, I am ready. I told her, I'm ready if you're ready. And then I, that night, I had cramps. She was yeah. gone. The next day, that Thursday, I had a doctor's appointment. And they told me, and I, I already knew. And I told Reese, babe, like, just, there's no heartbeat. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, they hadn't even checked. I'm like, just, I want you to be pre- prepare yourself. There's no heartbeat. I just know it. That morning when I woke up, I knew it. Like, I just felt the life gone, you know? Yeah. And you know. You know yeah. how your body feels, you know. And, like, I don't know. There's just a way, like, you have in, like, the pit of your stomach. Like, they're almost talking to you and telling you. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And when they came in, they checked and the heartbeat was gone. And I looked at Louise and it was uh, March. It was March. 2nd. It was February 28th when I knew she was gone. That, And then March 1st, they told me about her officially no heartbeat, you know, but I knew that night, February 28th, I knew that night that was it. And then March 1st, obviously, I woke up and I just knew she was gone that night. You know, she left me that night. And then um, then they had told me her heartbeat was gone. And I said, well, where do we go from here? And they were, like, shocked at, like, me just saying, okay, like, where do we go from here? And they're just like, well, do you need some time? I'm like, like, what are we going to do? Like, she's dead and she's inside me. Like, what do we do? And she was Mm -hmm. just like, well, do you want to have, 
I'm, uh, I'm mad that I'm forgetting what's it called, but it's like a DNC, but it's a D and H. It's like they pretty much vacuum the baby out of you. So like mm-hmm. abortion. Yeah, but they call it something else. But and then they and then they're like, or you could just we could induce you. And I'm like, if I get induced, will I have a chance to see her? And they're just saying, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get induced. I'm going to go through labor. And they suggested not to. Why? Because it's a stillborn baby. Mm-hmm. And just for me, emotionally, they said it's easier. You know, if you're asleep, we can just do this for you. It's more peaceful, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, it's okay. You had already made your peace. You know, not that I made my peace. My peace was when I see her. So yeah. if I knew if I wasn't able to see her, I don't know where I, like. You would have regretted uh, it. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't like, like, my mom, she went through a situation. She had a miscarriage, a stillborn, stillbirth baby. And she didn't get to see her. And my mm-hmm. mom, till this day, says she wished she would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just like, nah, I'm just going to suck it up and see where this goes and I want to see her I want to mm-hmm. you know so when I got induced March 2nd I got induced and it was a uh, probably about 22 hours being there getting induced and I finally had her 10 centimeters she came out she like slipped out we saw her and we can see the cystic high grandma all over her which I have pictures we took mm-hmm. pictures with her and she has all her fingers and her toes. She had her eyes and her nose and her mouth. She had fingernails already. Hmm. They did a really good job with the photographs, with everything that they like provided for them. Yeah, like helping them say goodbye. Yeah. yeah, it was really beautiful. They That's actually, nice, and I think yeah. it helps. Yeah, because the pictures, she was like a beautiful little angel, like because her hands and they, they did a great job with showing all of that. And they put like a little flower, they put her mm -hmm. in a little hat. Yeah. You know, they took pictures like that. I mean, took Cindy. But yeah. Ironically, Destiny, when I found out I was pregnant with Destiny, her dude, March 2nd. And I was like, holy shit, that's the day I gave birth to to heaven. Because she was heaven sent. <laughs> that's why we chose. That's why we chose Destiny as her name. That's because cute. She was just destined to be here. And I had told Louise, if this one doesn't work out, I'm done. Like, I'm, I, I won't be able to do it again. Yeah, that's a lot of physical and mental and emotional trauma. Yeah. But I definitely blessed, and I don't take anything for granted with these kids. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they make us mad, but at the end of the day. (laughs) That's another another podcast. (laughs) Especially those girls. I mean, I hope that you guys don't go through that again. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah, I don't wish that upon anybody. No, no, it's no. sad. But it's I'm glad nowadays more people talk about it. Um, I mm-hmm. did find a support system like on Facebook. I did like I didn't really 
thing I just read people's stories and I was like, oh, like this person can understand what I'm feeling. I'm not, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. Thing. I never really wrote in it. I wasn't that, I'm not that type of person like that, but I did read people's stories and I was like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like a lot, of, this is like, I just found out that there's an app for, oh, really? Yeah. I just like, I just think I just posted it yesterday and I was like, wow, this is so cool. I think it's sisterhood something. And I was like, oh, dude, this is awesome. Like, it's good that there's more things out there now for those that don't have to mourn alone, you know? Yeah. Do you know the name of the app? It was Sisterhood. I would have to check back on Instagram. Oh, okay. But I believe it was uh, Sisterhood. Sisterhood. So how far were the two pregnancies? How far along I was in? No, like you had the miscarriage at, um, let's say, nine weeks. And then um, you did the DNC, and then you got pregnant from heaven. What was oh, the gap between uh, those two? Literally, okay, so I had my miscarriage in June 26th. So June 26th was my first miscarriage. Um, and when I found out I was pregnant again was going to be the following June. Oh, so yeah. Because it, I, the following, because each pregnancy uh, for the first three, the sorry, my Navea, my first miscarriage and destiny, I found out right before Father's Day. So every time I did find out I was pregnant, I had told Luis on Father's Day. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's pretty cute. <laughs> you but... gave me an idea. I'm just joking. Gabby. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I was having baby fever, but then I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Well, don't you guys want to get the boy? Yeah, but um, I'm going to uh, scientifically make that motherfucker because oh. I am... <laughs> He's going to look like the baby from Twilight. <laughs> Something, because I'm not going to go... I'm not depending on the grace of God anymore because uh-uh, then I'll end up with a whole soccer team of girls. Okay, no, no, no. don't be blaming God just because your man <laughs> can only produce girls. <laughs> That's not Teofito's fault, all right? That's Derek's problem. Anyway, going back to um, um, you two are very, very strong. I oh, know you that... too. <laughs> yeah, but mine wasn't as graphic as that. Mine wasn't like as traumatized. Like I was sad, but mm-hmm. that's traumatizing. Um, I don't know if I would even want to get pregnant again because just the fear. And I think some girls don't because when you had like they've probably had traumatic stuff like that. Yeah. And it's a loss. And regardless of how far along you still bond with that baby, you still, you know, it's still part of you. It's something that, you know, some women can't even do, you yeah. know. For sure. And and then it's hard when it's something you wanted and then it slips out of your hands. Like you just feel you feel broken. You feel like what the hell's wrong with me? And I don't ever want you guys to question your bodies because you guys can make human beings and sometimes for whatever reason God takes angels because he needed more. 
Yeah. And I hope whoever listens to this episode, if you have never gone through a miscarriage, I I hope that this kind of helps and prepares you if for whatever reason you or you your friend know someone or, you know you know <laughs> someone or you know what to look out for we don't only want us to make you sad but we also want to educate you because it's it's a real thing it's a common thing unfortunately sometimes there's no way of 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 stopping it but it doesn't make you less of a woman or make you like you're broken you're not yeah um um um, we're sorry if we made you guys sad (laughs) appreciate your baby mamas how about them apples huh yeah appreciate your mom and everybody because women we go through a lot a lot cindy i have a question (laughs) did it change how you felt when you were pregnant with destiny like in terms of excitement, you know, because oh, yeah. you were really excited actually, with Nevaeh. Yeah, I was, was actually going to mention that how Nevaeh's pregnancy was so easy because it was your first pregnancy, you mm-hmm. know, and you just like, you don't know the what ifs or none of that. And because everything went so smooth, I worked till I literally the last, the day I decided to like not work anymore to put my leave in the next day I gave birth, you know? So it was like, I worked till the last day. And then compared to going through all that, the fact the reason why I wanted to go through it again because I know that love and I wanted that love again from a child you know that was the only thing that motivated me and I think that's why I had Nevaeh first because if not I would have been like fuck it I'll stick here with my dogs I'm good (laughs) yeah Yeah. with Destiny it was very different I had my own love with her and I'd always like talk to her and like but I had anxiety, though, like the anxiety, my breath, I held my breath every time I had to go get checked. Um, until I heard the heartbeat, I was like, like, just don't tell me anything bad. Don't tell me anything bad. And I'm like, because we did have some issues yeah. with Destiny as well. Um, she wasn't getting enough like nutrition, um, something to do with the cord. I forgot what it's called. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what else are you going to toss at me? You know, just like, damn. Like, yeah. It was like wrapped around her neck, or no, no. Um, geez, the plus the cord is supposed to be like right on the top in order for her to get nutrition, but mine was like in the bottom. It was like not where it should have been. So they yeah. said the biggest, the worst. You know how they tell you worst case scenario. I basically would have another stillbirth baby. If we passed the seven mark, she'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, oh my God. So we were going through that. So for the first couple months, it was really hard to be excited about it because you, they said by the seven months. Yeah. So like the whole seven months, you were like full anxiety. Months, because even if I was seven months, that she'd have a better chance of survival. They said, like, if I was to go through pre, like, um, what's it called? premature baby or whatever oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. the best chance would be that you know and I was just okay but they said by seven months like well like she should start growing and you know by seven months your child just starts growing anyways so -hmm. they said that would be the best time we will know if she will be okay or not if she's gonna make it or not 
Damn. So to go through that for seven months. Yeah. So I was just wow. like, wow. Okay. Talk about anxiety. So I was just like, so when people would want to like rub me, t- like touch my stomach, I was always like trying to be standoffish because I just didn't want them to connect again, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I feel bad because of that anxiety I had. And Destiny is like so crazy. I'm like, oh my God, is it because of anxiety I had inside? <laughs> that was crazy. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, because she was something else. Like she was just like, you were scared of that. She's a good time. She's a good time. She was just like, oh my gosh, she really is. But I was just like, I was the pregnancy was totally different. I, I couldn't be happy until she was in my arms, basically. You know, the best way to describe it. Every time doctors find me, I held my breath. I couldn't breathe. My heart was racing fast. There was times they would do the, they would check what's it called my art. The stress like, test yeah and I'm like, are you okay i'm like nope i'm pregnant i'm not okay <laughs> yeah and I would tell what about them, you like, Karina? Okay, take it easy blah 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 i'm like yeah you tell me girl it's that easy huh yeah but, for real it's always easy for them yeah so even with destiny's pregnancy and i had that's why too i told Lisa, i don't want to go through this again mm-hmm. like the anxiety the way you feel i couldn't yeah yeah what about yeah. you Karina? I was so afraid that something was gonna happen that it took me until I think I was like seven eight months before I finally was like okay I'm in the clear worst case scenario if he's a preemie he's a preemie type of thing but I know he's okay but even then I was so kind of antsy you know and he freaking he lasted a whole 10 months in me (laughs) And I loved. Um, I know freaking Elefante and shit. She's over here <laughs> pregnant for a year. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I loved every second of it. I did not want him out of me because I was the only one that could feel him kick. The only one that could hold him. Nobody else. Nobody else was able to hold him except me. I loved every <laughs> second of it. Did you guys like after your miscarriages on your next pregnancy? Did well. Yeah. Um, when you would wipe, did you were traumatized and look if you were bleeding? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I did. I would wipe and look. Yeah. That's why I couldn't get excited the first yeah, few Every months. time I would just mm-hmm. look, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like, I would look, I'm like, does that look like blood? Oh my God, is that blood? It probably was like a piece of shit or something. I don't know. But yeah. the fact that I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to do that last time. <laughs> I have my own anxiety. I, every time, I swear to God, like, every time I have a period now, I go and do a pregnancy test at work, because I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, dude, and my coworkers are even like, yeah, you should probably check. I'm like, shut up. And my, uh, like, my coworker, who's our our physician assistant, he'll be, like, doing uh, pregnancy tests on girls that, like, are two or a week after their period, and we're like, dude, she just had her period a week ago. Like, yeah, but look at Gabby. So <laughs> <laughs> your coworkers even know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was getting my, they were drawing my labs. So like yeah. they, I didn't say anything at first. And then 
one of my the freaking coworker that I had told at one of our meetings, he was like, "Oh, I just want to let just make it clear, Gabby is not pregnant." I was like, "All right, cool." Wow. Like, yeah. Wow. I was like, "That's cool." And everybody looked at me like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we were just gonna tell everybody <laughs> like that should have been up to me, but okay." Yeah, I thought that was kind, <laughs> you know, confidentiality. I know, yeah, well, I guess it confidentiality. Was... Yeah, and I was like, "All right, that's cool," but I guess it. I don't know. People in the micro- medical field, they they lost their their. They're just not sensitive to stuff like that because they see it from a medical view. Yeah, you know, so it's kind. Of, but I mean, you still have to have bedside manner. <laughs> yeah but, yeah oh yeah i definitely appreciate that i wish i would have gotten his name i totally forgot i mean who's was thinking of remembering somebody's name during those situations but that filipino nurse he definitely i think it was a good suggestion you know when he's mentioned yeah. that yeah it was very sincere yeah and that's good because you I mean, appreciate gutsy, it gutsy that yeah. he said it yeah yeah definitely like he closed the door he was like you know like I know he's not allowed maybe it's good I didn't get his name I'm over here calling him out um I wouldn't have said his name if I knew his name for reals but I definitely appreciate that like even Luis was just like I think we should do what he says you know blah blah blah. and I'm like yeah I think so too just in case because he wants to go back to the fucking hospital yeah yeah and it just helps because you know that they've been through it they know what they're you know like they know what they're talking about yeah 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 like i watch obviously i watch reality tv and there's this one girl on uh salt lake city real housewives of salt lake city the the lady's been pregnant 14 15 times and she only has three living kids damn and her husband is like i want more kids what yeah and one of them it's it was a similar to heaven situation where she but she she was um like your mom where she they put her under and she never saw the baby yeah but the baby actually came out and they tried resuscitating the baby because i guess she was breathing for like an hour and then just went cold afterwards And the husband saw all of that and the wife woke up like, you know, I, I don't know what happened type of thing, but the husband is just like pretty adamant about wanting to have another kid because he wanted a bunch of baby. He wanted a bunch of kids. And it's like the lady tried. Okay. It's not like (laughs) she didn't try. She had 12 miscarriages. Yeah. How are you going to sit here and act like. And one of them was traumatizing to you, not even her, because she was out. That's crazy. That's kind of selfish at that point. Like, why would you want to Very. continue putting your wife through that? Because at one point, you're going to lose your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I know. That's yeah. Luis was like, you don't have to have another one. We're good. We're fine. Just with Nevea. And I was like, I know, but I've always wanted, like, I had a sister and I don't care if it's a a boy, like a girl, like I want her to have that sibling because there's Mm -hmm. no best friend like your sibling. Yeah. At least the way I grew up with my siblings, they're my best friends, you know? So that's why it's like, I want her to have someone 
there with her. And yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So that's why we kept trying. What helped me out with the divorce with of my parents was my sisters. Yeah, you know, so because obviously they're going through the same trauma that you're going through. So. Yeah, no one's gonna get you like your siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I know that's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna have another kid to just get it, but. It's not fun waking up in the middle of the night. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But it's tough. It's tough. That's why I say women, we go through a lot. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. just pregnancy. It's postpartum. It's it's the hormones. It's the adjusting to somebody else's schedule. (laughs) Like And your body, oh my gosh. Your body does not go back. It does not go back. I don't care. It does not go back. Yeah, it definitely has taken me three years to finally start dropping weight. <laughs> Destiny's about to be, when Destiny was two, I was like, dude, I'm getting worse. I was like, nope, nope. Dude, about- same. I can't. I like, barely started losing weight. I was like, fuck, took long enough. <laughs> that, that's crazy. It's it's hard. It's definitely hard. But Appreciate the women in your lives, folks. Yeah. Especially the ones that brought you in. I mean, there are some moms that suck. I'm not going to say no, but regardless, you wouldn't have been here if she didn't do what she did. Yeah. So on that note, what what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I mean, some people suck because of the trauma that they've gone through. See, this is why I'm nice to like those weird kids in class because I'm like, I don't know what's going on at home. Yeah. Contrary to the BGC's belief, I was not a bully. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, yeah, you don't was. know what, no, I wasn't. <laughs> That's for another story, another podcast. Okay. We don't, it doesn't even need to be a podcast because I'm <laughs> not a bully. <laughs> um, anywho, let's just be nice to the baby mamas, okay? definitely mm-hmm. don't ask someone if they're pregnant or they're gonna have another baby or why haven't you had another baby like after that's true like strangers i hated it when strangers would ask me and on purpose i would tell them i just lost a, a child inside me i gave birth to a dead child and then they'll be like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm like yeah maybe you shouldn't ask someone when they're having a baby or when are you gonna give your husband a son when are you gonna give him a boy like he's lucky he's get some what are you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah like that like that's just I've learned like not to ask that because I remember I would ask that too like oh my god are you gonna have another one and sometimes I would say it in front of people like asking them and I'm like dude how rude and how like we don't know what people go through you know what I am guilty of that I have a friend that got married last year and she's barely going to have, like, her one-year wedding anniversary. And I'm like, you're not a young buck. You're not. You know, I don't know what's going on. But as far I have asked her, like, are you okay to have a kid? And she says, like, as far as she knows, yeah. But I am guilty of, like, well, you're not a young buck. If you want to have a kid, get on it type of thing. Well, I mean, yeah. you do have to. We have to be realistic. The older you are, the more dangerous it gets. Not only for you, but for the baby. Yeah. I just definitely learned now not to. But, like, that's not my (laughs) business. 
<laughs> I no, mean, it's I not. ask if it's like personal, like, and we're on a conversation, something about it, and I'll be like, I'll gently ask, and like, is it like, are you good? Like, you know, but I definitely won't be as ignorant as I was before. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was that easy, popping babies, you know? Yeah. yeah. And don't say, oh, don't worry, you'll get pregnant again soon. Yeah. Don't. Oh and my people, gosh. You can still have another one. I'm like, okay. Mm, hey. yeah. Or at least you know you can get pregnant. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? It's like, Ooh. no, yeah. I've actually told someone, someone had told me, like, oh, okay, well, at least you have one. At least you have your child right now. And you can, and I said, how many kids do you have? And they said three. And I'm like, so one of them dies. At least you still have two, right? And then they stopped and they looked at me and I was just like, yeah, just because this one wasn't physically here outside on this earth with you doesn't mean it wasn't physically in my life. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, mm. so, yeah, I'll never say those things again to someone. <laughs> yeah, it does make you more aware of like how insensitive people can yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's all I got, folks. Anything you got to say, Karina? Jeez. Um, I had a really good quote in my head, but it's gone. Did you see? No. Do you have anything to say? No. I think we said it all. Yep. Well, I think we're good on closing out this episode. Thanks Um, again, Cindy. Thanks for joining us and opening up the way that you did you didn't have to do that Mm -hmm. um we're sorry for your loss um for anyone else's out there listening we're sorry for your loss yeah it's tough and it does not go unnoticed the pain that you guys go through Mm -hmm. and that's all we got thanks for we hope you guys we hope you guys enjoy this episode. We hope that it reaches somebody that needs it. And if you guys have anything you guys want to add or throw in there or any comments or thoughts, let us know in the DMs. Participate, please. No fun gatch. Participate oh in our polls. Oh, BGC, that goes to you too, okay? Because you did not participate. Oh, <laughs> All right, bye. But we'll have you again for something else. Haunted <laughs> stories? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. That's, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do scary stuff. We'll do a Bad Girls Club edition. <gasps> don't play with me, folks. <laughs> I binged on them. <laughs> I know. Cindy rewatched them. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.